welcome to another episode of Native Power Protection, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, including uh, surprise toy announcements, uh, apparel, uh, app uh, <laughs> releases, and you know, just everything that goes on in the Morphin Grid. Mm-hmm. I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me, as always, is Kevin. Uh, and before we get started, like we do every week, uh, we just want to take a moment to encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out there in the world. Um, you know, in the past, we've highlighted, you know, movements that still need uh, your attention, like the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, and also right now, everything that's going on in the Ukraine uh, mm-hmm. really needs your help. There's, you know, find a way that you can help, whether that's, you know, donating time or money in some respect, um, you know, watching streams or even, you know, just beginning to educate yourself uh, because mm-hmm. that will lead to ways that you can help uh, just find a way that you can make a change out there in the world find a way that you can be a hero and let's just try to make it all a better place out there mm-hmm. um so with that said uh, we'll kind of get into the news of this week because um, a lot of things happened a lot of things were dropped <laughs> uh unceremoniously and surprisingly um and the first thing we're gonna start with is the lightning collection mm-hmm. um so as of recording on uh, March 19th, yesterday on the 18th, there were two drops that occurred, um, and they were, you know, fans found about found out about them, and then they were quickly revealed by, uh, you know, the Power Rangers official Twitter and through Hasbro Pulse. Um, they're, these two items are both GameStop exclusives, and they were revealed and made available for pre-orders. Uh, the first of which uh, is a Trini and Jason 2-pack, which... Mm-hmm. Of their color swaps from the Go Go Power Ranger storyline. So Jason is the Yellow Ranger and Trini is the Red Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and these includes weapons, effects as normal, and also head sculpts that are a combination of the live action actors and the styles of the characters in the comics itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really neat idea and it's really cool. And along mm-hmm. with this as well um, was the Lord Draken helmet that is revealed. So, you know, this is our fourth helmet in the series. You know, after the Red Ranger, Pink Ranger, and Lord Zed, we now have a Draken helmet that you can buy that is in that similar style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's one that's more exciting of the two of these, and I think you agree with this, Kevin. But what did you <laughs> think of these two reveals? Yeah, I mean, they were hinted at a couple of nights ago uh, as a leak on Twitter. But, um, yeah, I think they definitely look good. Um I agree that the mix of the comic head style with the actor likenesses is actually really clever um, because, you know, in the comic books, that's who they are. It's those actors. They just obviously look slightly different because of the comics. Um, yeah. So I think it's a really clever way of like giving fans a chance to not only get um, the comic book heads, like so if they want to do a display of the comic book Rangers, but also references what was a really cool storyline in the comic books itself. Um, you know, I think one thing that people kept saying back when, uh, Mighty Morphin Green was released and he was the last Mighty Morphin Power Ranger figure for the team uh, back a few months ago. Uh, I remember I remember tweeting and I was like, there's more variants of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and you all don't realize it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, I mean, there w- there's already, what, four releases for Pink Ranger? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's definitely something that, like, as much as I think fans are kind of bothered by it, I think it's really a cool opportunity and it's a way to use pre-existing sculpts without having to like dip in and make like all these brand new things. Um, 
It also, I think, ticks a lot of buttons for a lot of people because you get the comic book heads, you get a male yellow ranger if you want to do like a G ranger type mm-hmm. display. Um, you get the correct the corrected red ranger helmet, so you can swap out. My plan is going to be to swap out that helmet and then display these. If they do the rest of the team with their color swaps, I'll actually probably like display them without the helmets and then give that red helmet to my lightning red ranger. So um, I, I think it's great. I think it's really fun. Um, my only thing is just it's a GameStop exclusive. So as we saw with the Pink Ranger 2-pack, with GameStop, you never know when it's going to come out. You never know when it's going to release. Um, so we'll see when it actually comes out. But I'm sure once the figures are in hand, they're going to look gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think it's a really... like mm-hmm. It's not... It is both surprising, but also not surprising in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah. I, I would never have called this specific storyline to get figures. It is awesome, though. Um I've said this yeah. on Twitter, but I really like um, in the promo shots that they actually like pose the figures in the same style as the cover for Go Go mm-hmm. Power Rangers number 14 mm-hmm. that they're referencing. But it's yeah, really cool. I'm excited. Um, you know, you already mentioned like you know, we hope we you know they do the rest of the team that in these colors. You know, with Zach is the yeah. pink ranger, uh, Kimberly mm-hmm. is the blue ranger, and Billy is the black ranger. You know, just to yeah. have that whole set would be really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I, d- I can definitely see it coming because honestly. Of the three remaining rangers, Billy as Black Ranger is the absolute easiest one to do because mm. there's no new mold needed. You just do the the same stuff. And then Kim is blue and Zack is pink. Not too hard to make. It's just really repainting those figures. Because um, you can also tell like they gave, they didn't even change the helmets because the only complaint, quote unquote, that I have is that the yellow ranger helmet on Jason's body does look weird as well as the red ranger helmet on Trini's body. But only because it doesn't fully match like the body sculpt type. So... That would be my only complaint, quote unquote, but that's just me. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not too bothered by that. I think it, I yeah. think they do look really great, though. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Um. Uh. There was like a, I you know, on Twitter, I did have some comment because they were like, I wish they would have done this, like you know, live action com- uh, combination comic mold with the Ranger Slayer figure when they released mm-hmm. her. Um. But I was like, I kind of, you know, responded. I was like, yeah, it is a bummer. I was like, but I bet they'll do like the Ranger Slayer in her like uh, Emperor type armor where it's the gold oh, yeah. one from New Dawn. If they really figured yeah. that, I could see them definitely doing this route of like doing a hybrid of uh, live action with the comic mm-hmm. interpretation. Um, so I'm sure or that's to just... come. <laughs> yeah, or they'll just take a current photo of Amy Joe and sculpt based on that. Yeah, exactly. Which they could do. Yep. Um, the Lord Draken helmet is fine. Definitely, neither one of us are collecting helmets. The thing that yeah. I kind of, when looking at it, um, the red visor is really see-through, and you can tell even from the promo mm-hmm. shots, which like, mm-hmm. I understand why, but it does kind of make it look weird when you're wearing it. You can just see eyes behind it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you're a collector of these helmets, obviously, you know, I'm sure you'll be interested in getting it, but yeah. Uh, of the two, I think the two packs is the thing that I'm the most excited about. Just, you know, kind of can't wait to see. Um, definitely kind of broke the whole, like, I'm not going to pre-order anything. Because then this drops and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat those words now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I'm really trying to limit my purchases right now for Lightning mm-hmm. Collection. And, like, it was just one of those things where it was like, really? Really? Mm-hmm. And and then when I saw them, I was just like, okay, this is gorgeous. I need to get it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I am excited to have these in hand. I am excited for the eventual reveal of the other Rangers. Um, 
I'm curious if it'll be similar to how they've been doing the Ninja Rangers with Target, where they've only been at Target so far, or if these will be popping up at other locations. So, um, yeah, but I'm I'm excited. Like, I am too. I, yeah, I, I saw people complaining about like, I saw some comments that were just like, oh boy, another comic figure. And I'm like, I'm Wait, excited. Wait, hold on, hold on. What now? I got to sit up in my seat. <laughs> you, you, oh yeah, no, it was on like one of the Facebook groups. Okay. Um, there were a few people that were commenting on it. And I, I've seen a few comments where people were like, okay, we've gotten enough comic figures, haven't we? And I'm like, no, no, because <laughs> the comic, like the comics have done fun things. Like you're telling me that you're mad that we have a female Mighty Morphin Red Ranger. Mm-mm, no is that what you're telling me so like so it, the idea that you would say that when we haven't gotten omega rangers and you know you know that's gonna happen sooner or later oh yeah <laughs> yeah the omega, the omega rangers are coming like they will be especially because that'll be a good segue to talk about uh this week's issue of power rangers um but yeah i i love it i just i don't know the fact that we have like a female red ranger the fact that honestly if they do the entire comics team like this, we would have basically four fifths of the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger team in a female figure form. Mm-hmm. Like, and we, like, I don't know how they, we could convince somebody to do a female Mighty Morphin Black. I mean, do the nineteen sixty five team because she's oh, a female. crap. You're right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yep, you do so the like, nineteen sixty five team. Yeah. and that's how you get it because we'd also need to get Grace with her skirt. So yeah yeah we will definitely probably see that very soon so yeah if, if nothing else um, you don't have to do the other male rangers just just do the two females yeah. from the like <laughs> yeah or or do do like a two-pack of them with uh do a two-pack of them and then you give the civilian helmets for the other three yeah yeah and then and then maybe get like something else i don't know maybe, maybe do a three-pack where it comes with trek in his monster form yeah so who knows yeah. but that i just I, I love the Lightning Collection so much. I do, and I just I I get, yeah. We we've said it before. We love it. That's that's all yep. there is to say. Nope, yep. we're not saying anything more. Uh, we'll move that's on right. to the next topic, uh, which is another like uh, merch thing. Uh, Reebok is releasing another set of shoes this time around the villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, their little tagline for it is: "It's time to embrace your evil side with a more phenomenal drop inspired by the Power Rangers' fiercest foes." And so they only promo three, but there are actually four new shoes that will be coming out. Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, Rita Revolta, and the Putty Patrollers will all have shoes themed after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will also include apparel, um, which is like a couple of shirts and sweatshirts as well that are Power Ranger themed that will drop. And all of these will be releasing on Thursday, March 24th at 11 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you think of these shoes? Have you gotten to look at them? Uh, I have, yeah. I mean, I think they're interesting. Um, they're <laughs> They're expensive. I- they are, yes. That's why I never bit the bullet on them. Um, uh, these, I mean, and also... Oh, go ahead. These seem more expensive, because the Rita yeah. ones alone are $200, and I'm just like, I... Not on this earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... If you collect shoes, great. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Um, you know, I think out of the ones I saw, the only ones I would really... I would actually wear would probably be the Zed ones, because they're a bit more, like, subtle. Um, or at least from what I saw from the preview pictures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely it is not a it is not a thing for me. Um, yeah, I like okay. the I like the putty patroller shoes. If I'm gonna be honest, because yeah. they're the like most simple. Um, mm-hmm. And like the one has like a putty patroller head on the like little tongue of it, and the other one has their like belt buckle. Mm-hmm. 
it's really cool looking. Um, they're probably the ones I would go with. Um, I did, so, I mean, obviously, like, they do, with these shoes, they do, like, little details. Apparently, on the inside of the Lord Zed shoe, it has mm-hmm. the ingredients that Rita uses for the love potion on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think is just a neat little detail <laughs> that they've apparently yeah. added. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think it's fun little things. And, I mean, I think it really, it, it, it speaks a lot to where we are at because i've i mean even before we started recording i was thinking about where we are now versus a few years ago mm-hmm. um and like things like this wouldn't normally have been happening a few years ago so it's mm-hmm. really fun to see different avenues of ways of people that maybe don't normally get power rangers can find ways to get them what they find so um i definitely am curious to see what else comes out of this collaboration um i know there's some of the apparel too that i think is happening right yeah yeah so some of those look also really nice too so i will probably i might get like the hoodie they have maybe but yeah otherwise i don't know yeah i like the one shirt that's like the it's essentially like a character selection screen it's kind of how they're doing it with the four or the five rangers on it it's a really cute mm-hmm. looking shirt i kind of mm-hmm. tempted by that but yeah i agree i'd be curious to see what they're going with further because obviously i don't we haven't have we had a green ranger shoe officially yet uh no not yet i think probably we we will see a green and white ring. i also yeah. we haven't had goldar yet so the fact that goldar was missing from this that was the one where i was kind of like when they did rito instead i was like huh interesting yeah. so i would i would say to probably expect one more wave and if anything it would probably be goldar green ranger white ranger and then maybe zordon and alpha okay yep definitely i could i could see those four and then that they would that would wrap up everything because that would cover all the major characters maybe a bulk and skull shoe but yeah that actually that makes absolute ton of sense and also i'm trying to imagine little shoes like alpha and i'm like those sound cute they have to light up though right they have to be light Uh, sneakers (laughs) okay (laughs) or or they could be or they could just be crocs oh god (laughs) amazing amazing that uh, now i'm all like I want to see the next wave. These can go through. But yeah, if you're interested, yeah. they are, they have them up in there. Like you can look at the pricing. So if you are wanting to buy these, you know, heads up, they are like Rita's 200. I believe Zed and mm-hmm. Rito hovered around the 130 to 150. And then yeah. the putties were the cheaper, cheapest at $110. Mm-hmm. So just, mm-hmm. if you're interested in these, know the price going in um, and just be ready. Cause I know sneakers drops are like really big yeah yeah for sure i I think the clothing won't be too hard to get so that's what i'm interested in but we will see for sure Um, and moving on to our next topic which is going to be legacy wars because we have a new character uh vengex has entered the grid he Mm -hmm. is a defender class character in a legendary rarity um Mm -hmm. there is also an evox skin available for him as part of this month's power pass um, mm-hmm. And along with this, as part of the five-year anniversary celebration, there are new missions, sales, and skins available um, for players across the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you get to check out the preview for Vengex by any chance? I did, yeah. I think some of his stuff looked really interesting. Um, I do like that one of his abilities like has an Evox avatar in the background. Um, yeah. It's definitely one where it's like, so part of me, like the purest, quote-unquote, that I try to hide from me, was like, but he's not evox yet like it's Vengex yeah. and rpm but like it also reminds me that like this is a multiversal game like it it's entirely plausible that evox could have built himself his old body like just for nostalgia's sake like i think it's really cool that they use that to plug both characters together because it gives beast morpher representation and rpm representation at the same time yeah 
Yeah. Which I which I like. I think I think anytime you can do fun things like that for the fans, it's a lot of fun. Agreed. And and I definitely I, you don't feel bad. I felt the same way looking at it. I was like, wow, this is really leaning on the like Evox side, but um mm-hmm. yeah, because it's like like the thing with like this crossing over is like the RPM villains have a very specific aesthetic. And if yeah. you try to combine that with like the Beast Morphers aesthetic that they gave to Evox, it doesn't quite mesh. <laughs> yeah, um, but too, yeah, yeah, but also too, it kind of is that reminder of like, you know, the um, I'm trying to think, what's the right word for it? Like the fact that because I feel like the way they tried to shadow Evox was that he didn't fully know who he was until he restored his data. Yeah, this is true, and that, and so I think that kind of like makes sense as to why he would be different, quote unquote. Yeah, that does make sense. That being said, the model for Vengex, um, especially mm-hmm. the RPM version, looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, like it, it's always so fun to me when I see RPM stuff because I, I mean, I watched the engine engine Sentai Goanger, which became RPM for those that don't know. Like that was the first Super Sentai I ever watched from start to finish mm-hmm. live, and so I have a lot of fond memories over anything RPM because of that. So yeah, like that's why RPM is firmly in one of my top five. Uh, can i can i can i reveal something to you kevin and not be judged sure um, go ahead i've never seen the vindex version of this character because i never make it that far into rpm um i've only seen the go on version so that's all i think of when i see this <laughs> so i just think well, of the little lights pinging <laughs> so okay so you've never finished rpm Mm-mm. never finished rpm Okay, well, I think I know what segment we're going to start introducing. Because if I, if I, no, 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 no. If I, if I sat through Samurai, Megaforce, and Ninja Steel, your gay ass is going to sit through RPM. I, I know, I know. I've seen, like. We'll, we'll watch it together, okay? We'll get on okay. Discord, we'll watch it together, it'll be fine. Okay, I'm fine with this. Mm-hmm, I'm fine mm-hmm, with this mm-hmm. doing this. When we get through mm-hmm. all the Dino Fury episodes, we can do the Joel Watches RPM section. Uh-uh. There's just, like, I have gaps in all of my, like, Ranger. I'm going to be honest, across the board, but that's just a big one. Huh. And it's mostly because I fell off of RPM when it was mm-hmm. airing. Well, that's understandable, was... though. I mean, because yeah. RPM, like, I remember RPM was very much, if you did not have a DVR, they ne- I don't think they ever yep. re-ran the episodes. Mm-hmm. So until they put RPM on Netflix back in, like, I think it was 2011 when they finally did that. Like, basically, you had to rely on either fan uploads or your DVR. Like, exactly. so I totally get that because it was also ABC Kids Only and it got preempted a lot. So I can't judge you too much for back then, but I can judge you a little bit right now. So I'm sorry, Kevin. I told you I did not want to be judged, but I'm willing to. I'm willing to meet you halfway, and we can do a whole segment where you, mm-hmm. I finally watch all mm-hmm. of RPM. I've definitely I've seen. I know I've seen up through all of the like individual Ranger episodes, at least the core five. Um, I've seen all of their uh-huh. like you know like the the like operator series episodes that they do, mm-hmm. where it's like this Ranger color, this Ranger color. I've seen mm-hmm. all of those, and then I know I like I've seen the episode where uh gem and gemma show up but i've not seen like all of the context leading up to it so hmm. yeah interesting uh, yes uh, we can definitely do that but that was just something i felt like i needed to confess <laughs> uh-huh well, okay all okay. right i told you when i told you i needed to confess something that you could not mm-hmm. judge me and i feel very judged right now <laughs> oh i would never judge <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I actually. I don't judge. 
you. Harshly. <laughs> no, I'm not judging you. I'm, okay. It, what is it called? It's like the act of reading. Like, you know, it's done with love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyhow, next topic. <laughs> yes. Moving on to the world of comic books. Uh, this past week, Power Rangers number 17 was released. It mm-hmm. was written by Ryan Parrott, illustrated by Marco Renna, colored by Walter Biamonte, with assistance by Sharon Marino and Sarah Antonellini, and lettered mm-hmm. by Ed Dukeshire. Uh, and the previous description for this one is, with the threat of the Imperials gone and Earth saved, the Omega Rangers must forge a new path for themselves. But mm-hmm. with the Blue Emissary gone and Z still out of commission, can the Power Rangers survive the dangers of the universe that they're trying to protect? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, similar to Mighty Morphin 17, this is kind of a refocusing issue. It's kind of meant as like a jumping on point. Mm-hmm. Um it's a very interesting start as well, and I think it is filled with a lot of character moments. There is one area that I have a very... I have an issue with. Okay. We can discuss it as we go through. Yeah. But before we get to that, what did you think of this issue, Kevin? So, I agree. And I expected that. You know, anytime in any comic book series when you have a major transition like that, mm-hmm. um, it definitely... You always have that problem, not a problem with comic book storytelling, but you can't have like rising action and like all that all the time. You have to have your establishing point. And so, you know, I think this does some really interesting things where we see through our Rangers um, kind of they're at a crossroads. And I think one Mm -hmm. thing that Ryan has done really well is he has done a really good job at writing the omega rangers as being adults like the they are still technically teenagers yes but like these are teenagers that have had to grow up extremely fast and so even though like the mighty morphin rangers on earth they have basically i'm trying to think of the right way to say this like well so so ryan has like used this metaphor before of this is going off to college yeah and that this is the best way to think about it is that these rangers are currently in like a college type situation and even like when he talked about them going back to earth for like the Eltarian mm-hmm. crossover he's like it's like going back to your hometown and seeing the people who never left mm-hmm. um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the vibe he get, definitely gives the rangers so yeah i definitely see where you're kind of trying to go but yeah i think that was intentional on ryan's part and i can i, I agree you feel it heavily in this issue of like where do we go now <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, but continue definitely... i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah no it definitely i think um I I really enjoy that too because it's a very relatable thing and you can tell that like Ryan writes this for not only the maybe kid fans that want to you know watch that watch the show want to read the comics but also at the same time he does a really good job of like kind of catering to those adult fans because it's a very relatable thing like when you go off to college and you have to figure out what am i doing with my life like what am i going to do in it and it feels like you kind of have all this pressure of like you have to do all these things and for some people like jason you focus in on one thing and you don't think about other possibilities and other realities um while trini is very much like hyper fixated on clinging to some of the past and zach is kind of just like oh, I didn't know this was a thing. So, like, you see different avenues of that view, and I think that's really interesting. Um, But it definitely brought up some, I think, potentially big plot points that we're going to see. But I can talk about that in a minute, of what I hope and see is going to happen. But what what else did you think about it? 
Um, so I did, I, you know, I kind of want to go with each ranger and I want to go Jason first, then Trini, then Zach. Um, I really like Jason's kind of journey through this issue um, where like a lot of his focus is focused on trying to find Drekken and putting a stop to him. Um, and you, we see Jason has almost kind of become the best way I can describe it is almost like a Batman figure. He's become that yeah. level of obsessed that he's yeah. just like constantly scanning, constantly trying to yeah. be on top of things. Um, and I think a lot of this issue is him flipping and having to realize that rather than being this like threat or trying to focus on this one threat they need to focus more on being a help to everyone and yeah what i really loved about this issue is the culmination of that is jason gets to mirror zordon's message in shattered grid but this mm-hmm. time sent out to the entire universe pretty mm-hmm. much stating that the omega rangers are here to help if you need us we will be there we're here to defend the galaxy exactly i'm sure it's a it's one of my favorite moments of the issue um i think it's a really nice callback he does a really great job by echoing that and i also love that this establishes the thing of like they're going to find people they have to help they're going to find friends and allies but they're also going to find a bunch of villains that are Mm -hmm. out there waiting for them Mm -hmm. or adversaries that are just waiting to strike Mm -hmm. Um, we get a tease of that at the end of the issue uh we do yes uh but i really i like that journey for jason because it makes sense with his character um Mm -hmm. i also Really, a thing I want to go overall about this issue, love Marco Renna, and I'm so happy that he yeah. transitioned to this. Like, Marco yeah. Renna is so good at what mm-hmm. he does as an artist mm-hmm. and just cannot sing his praises enough. Um, just the, the It's a different look than um, what Francesco Mortorino was doing previously, uh, but it, it, he's just got a way of telling the story. Um, and I really loved his like drawings of Jason just standing there and like scanning like as the computer systems all around him. Just really want to shout out Mark Ren and say he did a, a fantastic job. And I'm so excited to see what he's going to do going forward with this series. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, let's move on to Trini. So a mm-hmm. lot of Trini's focus this issue is like focused on repairing Z. Um, and we get a nice little moment with her and Billy <laughs> that I really yeah. enjoyed. Uh, yeah. the, the, Skyping each other across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> because <laughs> uh, Trini is asking Billy for Billy's help because Billy has repaired uh, Alpha multiple times. Uh, and there's a lot of nice, like, I, I can tell this is kind of Ryan's humor of him being like, yeah, there's a couple of parts that usually will be extra and I just keep those in case we need them later. And Alpha's like, um, what? <laughs> what now? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I like that. So there are able, you know, they through talking to each other, you know, Trini realizes they just forgot to plug the battery in. Um, and that boots Z back up. Uh, but yeah. it seems like Z is not in the state that they were in previously. Um, right. They no longer have their memories or, or have mm-hmm. any reboot of what has occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of Trini's crux of this issue is trying to find a way to restore Z. Um, and it culminates yeah. in a really surprising turn. Um, because I feel like the easy thing is so many other stories would have just had her fix Z and that would have mm-hmm. solved their problems. Yeah. Ryan takes a different route and it's a really interesting one of Z being like, what if I don't want those memories? Yeah. You know, Z realizing that they went through something traumatic and that that is the reason why they had to go into this kind of shutdown mm-hmm. and reboot. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, what if I access those memories, I'm going to have to go through that again. And I do not want to. Yeah. And it's a really powerful moment. And I, I kind of really am glad that, ryan allowed z as a character to exert that kind of will mm-hmm. into the scene i really I, it, it, 
it's a little thing, but it feels so powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really does. And I think that like, it definitely, I, I like the moral dilemma that comes with that because Trini wants her friend back and she like, it definitely makes me feel like for Trini, she's kind of stuck in the past a little bit and she's like, she's been through a lot too. And she kind of just wants to have some of that comfort of familiarity. Right. Yeah. Which that's why she's working with Billy on things because, you know, I could easily picture this being them in the lab working together, like in the TV show. Um, uh, or like earlier in the series in mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers where they were yeah. working on the dragons or together. Exactly. So like, it definitely is a good, like call to Trini's character because Trini as a character, she has changed a lot um and we saw that especially at the end of the last issue uh when she like her and draken had that conversation (laughs) um so i think it's really interesting for trini and her character development because i really do think that for her she's been through so much that she wants to have that familiarity and i don't i don't blame her for that it's that nostalgia right um it's a comfort as well yeah but then for z it's like i don't want to relive that and i don't blame him to be honest i mean it's kind of that question of you know do your memories make you who you are and he brings up the valid point of i can still support you all i just don't want to relive those memories ever again and i mean from a robotic standpoint like it it shows that he's more than just a robot like yeah it shows that you know because i think in trini's mind she thinks of him as just a robot in a way but like it's also at the same time, she thinks of him as a friend. So like, it, so I think it's going to be challenging Trini as Z is going to be like, you know, am I just a servant to you or do you care about me? And if you care about me, do you respect my decision? And like, I, I think it's an interesting moral dilemma that adds a layer to Z as well. Because I agree, like in the TV show, they would have like done something, they would have fixed it. He probably would have had a new voice chip or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the other thing I love about that moment in the issue is, is when Billy realizes he forgot to tell her to plug in yeah (laughs) because it made me think of those moments in the tv show like near the end of season one when billy would have an invention and he'd forget to put the batteries in the right way yeah like things like that like it's little things like that that like i think add on and build and remind people that billy has that kind of character flaw like he's so enamored in like the little things that he forgets the bigger picture and like the basic steps yeah so that that's what's really funny to me because like at first i thought it was going to be billy being like you forgot to restart it like you know kind of like when you work tech support and you're like did you turn it off and back on but then it was actually billy's fault and i was like okay i like how they did that i like how they uh handled that yeah ryan just has a really smart way of like um Mm -hmm. again it's not doing the obvious thing because again the obvious thing would be to have billy you know kind of reprimanding trini for messing up you know there's yeah he said he picks the more interesting character choices and i think Mm -hmm. think that's really again just been a strength of his writing of this entire series and just as a writer himself Uh, for sure but let's talk about zach yeah so this is where i have an issue Mm -hmm. um because a lot of the thrust of his story arc is um you know he's talking to i'm forgetting the bird guy's name archon Yep, so Zack is um, with Archon in an armory, uh, and, you know, there's kind of hints in this conversation that obviously there's more to Safe Haven than they know about. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mysteries they haven't even found. Uh, but in this whole thing, there's a there's a missing artifact, a missing weapon, um, a Staff of the Morphin Master, mm-hmm. which will look very familiar if you've read another certain series. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> but, uh, so they go through and they find a Hartunian child who, or mm-hmm. I think they're a child. They seem younger, mm-hmm. um, but they are, they find them that they're stealing and Zach proceeds to kind of chase them down. 
mm-hmm. then there's this exchange that makes Zach realize that just saving those people is not enough. Mm-hmm. That there is more to be done. Um, and I, it, yeah. it's a very nice continuation of the kind of Hartunian drama that mm-hmm. Zach or the tra- trauma is the right word. Zach's been yeah. carrying this burden of like what he had to do, the choice he had to make when they mm-hmm. were saving everyone from the Imperials mm-hmm. there. Um, and it's a really nice continuation. Yeah, for sure. I the think I have an. Oh, oh hold ahead. on. Can I just You're say? Good. I want to say my issue real yeah. quick. My problem with it is Zach chasing this kid down. Because yeah. it, it feels weird yeah. for a black character specifically to be doing this. Um, and I understand what Ryan's trying to do, but it there was a layer to this that I just felt uncomfortable with. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels weird that Zach would... Because it, it, it puts Zach in this weird cop role that I mm-hmm. don't think was Ryan's intention, but mm-hmm. is there to be read. Um, yeah. And it just it made me uncomfortable because it's like... Ugh, there are things mm-hmm. being said unintentionally by doing that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's understandable. Yeah, there was definitely a bit of a weirdness for me with that as well. Um, I definitely I, I felt some of that, too, whenever I um, was reading the issue, because um, it did feel weird when he like full on pulled out his chains and his weapon and he like chained the kid up. And I was like, yeah, it's a kid. Like, I, I get where he's coming from, though, because at the same time, like the staff of a Morphin Master, that is a very powerful relic to yeah. have. But... I, I think Zach could have had a better way of doing that and getting to that point where they go to the kids' lair and they find all the stuff that was stolen and learn the story. Like, I, I think it could have been easily done with, like, Zach using maybe his skills to, like, evade them and, like, follow them and track them. Like, it, yeah. it definitely felt a bit weird. But at the same time, I think it's also setting up something for Zach because he does, at the end of the issue, kind of get that realization of, like, okay, wow, you were, you know, you're abandoned, you're alone. Like, so I, I, it's kind of that moment, too, of him seeing, like, it's not just, like, you know, some kind of power grab type thing. Like it was actually, there was some reasoning behind it. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be interested to see for this character, like where they go from there. Knowing Brian, I have a feeling that they'll have a pretty prominent role in the, in the next upcoming arc. So yeah, for sure. Um, and again, I think, I think we're, we're landed. I'm fine with, again, like I agree with you. It's just, I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. somewhere in that chase that it, there's just something weird. And I, I, I feel like if a, if there was someone within the uh, editorial side that was a black person, would they would have caught that? They would have been able to be like, "Hey, this is like is almost like a sensitivity reader." They would have mm-hmm. seen that and been like, mm, "Maybe don't have him do that." Uh, but yeah, I just I, I do I do I, mean, I am interested in what this is doing because I do think it builds off, you know, what we saw with uh, Zach, you know, the choice he had to make previously, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very like interesting dynamic but yeah just that the boy it made me uncomfortable when i was reading i was like "Ooh, don't like this um mm-hmm. yeah but again you know obviously in so with those individual character arcs done you know kind of jason does the message of, of the omega rangers out um and we see kind of different worlds um and we mm-hmm. see a very familiar character um from a certain <laughs> subsequent season of power rangers Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Andros. Uh, and if you've been looking at solicitations, this is not a shock. Um, it's not a surprise, but uh, we know that these Omega Rangers will be coming in contact with Andros at some point soon. Yeah. Uh, and I... we get a tease of who a villain adversary they may be facing in the meantime. And it is mm-hmm. um, 
the followers of Vox, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had to like get their name. Yes. No, so yeah. the character, the empowered character from uh, Necessary Evil that the Rangers mm-hmm. faced and defeated, mm-hmm. uh, there are apparently supporters of his that follow him and they now are out for blood for the rain, the Omega Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is again an interesting requel, and I'm excited to see. Like, I, yeah, you know, I, it just it the way that Ryan crafts stories and like things build upon past iterations. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. I I yeah. love it. Um, yeah. Well, and I think it it kind of brings up the point that we talked about before was the fact that like the empowered villains they are all in sanctuary. They are all together, mm-hmm. and all it all it takes is one person with enough ability to lead some people to get those villains out that you could cause a lot of havoc. So I definitely find it interesting to see what happens next. Um, And I I think it's going to be a really good moment for the Omegas too to kind of think about like what the impact of their actions has been. Like, yeah, it's definitely something I think that like they're being, and I I guess I could talk about what I was thinking and what my hopes are for the, um, yeah, for the future of the series, if, unless you have other thoughts to you no, that you no, want to add. Go okay. for it. So with the message, I did enjoy it. I think, you know, it was very interesting um, because it felt like Jason was trying to fill, like you said, that Zordon role. Like he's trying to show people. And the Power Rangers, they even mentioned it in the issue, is that like when they were on Earth, they were always playing defense. And so now they want to play offense, which is very similar to like what Jason and the team's starting role was in Go-Go Power Rangers. You know, when they first invaded Rita's palace in issue like two, and yeah. they got their asses kicked and they were like, okay, um, we're not ready. So I think it kind of speaks to that long thread that Ryan started way back then to say, you know, we're ready. And I'm interested to see what those impacts are. And we're kind of seeing hints of that with Andrew seeing them, Draken seeing them, and now the followers of Vox seeing them. But it also, I think, is playing into that overall grander thread that we've talked about before where it feels like Ryan is starting to build to Countdown to Destruction. Yeah. It really feels like that. And I definitely am curious to see, you know, will that mean that, you know, Diva Talks, the Machina Empire, Astronema, like, are they seeing those things? And what role will that play? Will the Omega Rangers actually actively be involved? How will they influence Andros? Like we really have after after Necessary Evil, we've basically broken off from the main timeline. So it's going to be interesting to see how we get these versions of events and what happens next. So it's it's exciting, I think. It's going to be really interesting. Um I definitely have a feeling that this will end up backfiring on the Omegas a little bit. Um yeah. because I think they're going to come with come within that conflict that a lot of superheroes have where they can't be everywhere at once and they can't mm-hmm. save anybody at once, which I think for a Power Rangers plot line is going to be a really interesting way to handle that. And if I can see anybody handling it well, it would be Ryan. Yeah. And I think, you know, that I can definitely see that because I think a lot of what Ryan has been trying to do specifically with the Omega Rangers mm-hmm. is to show how Power Rangers can fail. Yeah. Because often the Mighty Morphin team has, has taken L's across the comic series, but like they're... They come through. Yes. They pull through and somehow... The Omega Rangers are specifically being tested in a way that, like, when they fail, it has massive consequences. Yeah. You know, planets are ended. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whole universes can be destroyed. There mm-hmm. is a very larger stakes game that these Rangers are now going to have to learn how to play. And yeah. I think Ryan is still really having a lot of fun and exploring oh, yeah, how they don't know to do that. <laughs> how yeah. they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And I, and I it's, it's, like you said, I think it's exciting. Um, I think 
I don't think we're going to head straight to Countdown to Destruction, but I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of the elements of the Power Ranger universe yeah. that exist that are out For there sure. that Ryan can pull from. And, like, yeah. I, you know, I would love to see these Omega Rangers fighting uh, Diva Tox and her crew as they try to pull a heist, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's so much, there's so much ripe uh, stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think the idea of like having Andrus meet these characters is also a way that you can kind of smooth over the plot lines and in space where Andros knows who Zordon is and has apparently spoken with them because this can be the way that he was connected to Zordon. Yeah, um, it's through the Omega Rangers, which yeah. is a very like interesting I, way. Yeah, I can definitely see somehow Jason seeing Andros and his pain and like his anger right now. Because I'm assuming that the Andros we're going to meet is like right after the battle and the fall of KO-35. Yes. And so Which I can... Which is why we'll get into yeah, why that's yeah. going to be relevant in a second. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely think, and I'm excited about to see, because I could definitely see Jason seeing this character being like, let me connect you to somebody. And then like Zordon connects to him and Zordon starts seeing possibilities of what he can do. Or yeah. we end up finding out that Zordon had worked with Andros before and they kind of give more elements to that. So it could be possible too, that maybe Andros was working because they've always kind of like kept Zordon as that like master planner that he always has a backup plan. Like whenever they found the mega vehicles, whenever yeah. and the Andros and the in space powers were found. So I- I'm going to be really curious to see like, are we going to get some origins for the Space Ranger powers? Are we going to get some origins for that relationship? There's a lot that can be done. There's a lot of possibility. And I'm really excited to see what that could mean. For sure. Um, so, coming soon, you know, next week we've got, you know, a massive drop of comics. We'll have mm-hmm. the issue four of Power Rangers Universe dropping. And the first issue of the Godzilla vs. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers crossover mm-hmm. uh, series. Um, so we've got those both to look forward and talk about mm-hmm. next week. But we also got solicitations for June this week, and uh, they are juicy, <laughs> to be sure. Uh, yes. We won't go into details about the main series, um, but uh, the interesting thing to note on the Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers side is that there is a new branding initiative, which is the Road to 100, um, mm-hmm. which is, if you're following kind of the variants... Mm-hmm. All of the Mighty Morphin and all of the Power Rangers issues have had variants which are legacy numbered, and they continue the Mighty mm-hmm. Morphin Power Rangers numbering. Mm-hmm. So, issue 100, air quotes, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers will be issue 23 of Mighty Morphin. Mm-hmm. So, we are building something, building up to something over the next six issues, which will likely culminate there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm sure something massive. And also in june we will be getting another power rangers unlimited one shot this one called countdown ruin which will focus on andros and zane on ko35 and the fall of ko35 and of zane mm-hmm. uh it looks it's it's written actually by the same author as uh, the astronomer one shot uh, ll mckinney will be writing it um it's a mm-hmm. new artist it's not going to be uh simone rigazzoni it's a different one um which I'm excited about because I'm always, I, I love the new artists that they will bring into the series. So I'm excited to mm-hmm. see what someone else's take, especially on the in space series is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got that to look forward to come June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we won't say much more because if you've seen the, like, you know, as a heads up, if you look at solicitations for June, the covers for both mighty Morphin and power Rangers are spoilery mm-hmm. and give hints of where the story will be going. Obviously, uh, as solicitations do, but just as a heads up, if you're looking for these things, or if you're following fan sites, you may want to mute certain terms. 
Yes, for sure. Um, and I, I feel like June is going to be a big month. Like the, this will probably be a month where you want to make sure that you have your comics on your pull list. Exactly. If you if you have a local comic shop and you are not, you're just going in and picking them up. Ask about a pull list and get on those and get you know help support a local comic shop as well. That is a thing. Also, we have not highlighted a bit. You know, uh, local comic shops always need your business and support. Uh, so please. If you're interested and you haven't picked up the series, definitely go and get that on a pull list. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with that said, we'll move on to our final topic, which is going to be Dino Fury. We'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 3, Missing Connections, Mm -hmm. which has a story by Becca Barnes, Alwyn Dale, and Maya Thompson, with a teleplay by Guy Langford, and directed by Charlie Haskell. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, Solon systems get an update while the rangers spot a Sporks beast, but not before evil Oculo tries to nab it first. Then Slyther places a magic spell on the rangers, removing their recent memories and replacing them with false ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I rewatched the episode this morning, and mm-hmm. I had like going into it could not remember what this episode was about. Yeah, funnily enough, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but in watching it, I was like, right, okay. Once I was in it, I was like, okay, I remember this episode. And there's a huge major kind of plot thread that is carried mm-hmm. on in this episode that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but one thing I really want to highlight in this episode, as we kind of did last time, is I really want to highlight uh, Josephine, who voices Solon, and, and Campbell Cooley, who voices Slyther, both mm-hmm. of whom are doing amazing work again, especially in yes. this episode. Uh, the plot line for this episode with the Rangers getting uh, constantly put under a spell by Slyther is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like what this episode does with, with that device is it has the Rangers begin to question themselves, uh, but at first being in denial. And there's just also a fun, like kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. through line of it with Amelia and her shoulder being hurt, Mm -hmm. uh, just, it just, it was really nicely done. Um, and, but you know, what did you think of this episode, Kevin, before I ramble on anymore? (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it definitely, um, it continues some of the threads that we see with Void Knight being back and it kind of that desperation he has because he almost got the power last season to revive his wife, um, or his love, you know, um, Mm -hmm. whatever she is at this point, because we've not watched ahead. No, we haven't. Um, so, but I think it definitely like highlights like that sense of urgency that Void Knight has to reach his goal. Like he's definitely the, the beginning of the season, Void Knight feels different because, you know, he got really close the last time the, the gauge is really close to being filled at this point. So he is basically like in a scramble mode. Like he is basically losing control over things, um, which is interesting. So, but I think the idea of having this monster that can basically help them find the Sporks beasts uh, in their Sporks form relatively quickly is, it's a nice way to kind of speed things along a little bit, especially given the fact that we now know that the season was originally not supposed to be as long as it is currently. Um, Yeah. But... I do enjoy like the fact that Slyther had that item that he found. Like, I really do hope we get more um, information on Area 61 or was it 61? 62. 62. Okay. Um, Like, I want to see more about Area 62 and learn a little bit more about it. And I'm curious if they'll actually give us a little bit of those nuggets of information, which I think we will. Um, But at the same time, like, I I do love that there's those little random things that are like, oh, hey, there's this thing. Here's what it does. Um, And I think the idea of, like, messing with their memories is an extremely fun plot because, you know, as the way they described it... um, you know, they're like, my memory is perfect. And it kind of brings up this like 
plot thread of you know memories can be unreliable and yeah sometimes everything is not what it appears to be and and i do like that i do like that it becomes that kind of thing um yeah solon has that great line when she's talking about she's well memory memory can be unreliable like you can't your memory isn't perfect yeah um yeah i Sorry, go ahead. With, within that, there is a kind of a moment that I did not care for, which I'm glad they kind of um, mm-hmm. undercut, where they start to question Solon. Yeah, that's what I'm about to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's uh, just a moment where, like, it's Ion specifically who is just like, well, maybe your computer's fault. Maybe that reboot didn't do what it was supposed to do. It's, mm-hmm. it's this really, like, weird moment to have, um, but it's quickly undercut because Solon's able to prove that she knows what she's talking about by mm-hmm. finding the location of Rafcon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that definitely, it, that was one of the moments where, um, in theory, right. They, they had reason to doubt Solon because she did mess up some of the stuff with the Rafcon search. Um, and in the moment they were frustrated because they were like, we literally spent hours looking and you messed this up for us. So like, I, I get that, but it also gives that moment to show that, you know, you could, anybody can make a mistake and it happens and you just have to move forward and, you know, make your best effort. Um, I, I also really did enjoy that moment where Solon was the voice of reason. And like, she was like, well, cause she kind of like, while the other Rangers were like, so sure that they saw uh, a big juicy pickle um which just makes me uncomfortable every time they say it I'm just a like, little there's, bit there's a certain way that they're saying it i'm just like we we really have to put that kind of emphasis on it <laughs> you know some people just like pickles maybe uh-huh. maybe they do who knows um but anyway and and also too it's at the same time it's, it's slither putting that in their memories so that's more slither's influence i guess which would make more sense um uh, but uh the fact that solon was like okay that's really weird and that shouldn't be happening so like she definitely does have that moment of like clarity where she's like yes i messed up but like like you said memory can be unreliable let's at least look into it and zato does a really good moment where he is like even though they all doubt solon he kind of is wise enough to go okay maybe we should at least check it out like instead of just dismissing it altogether and that kind of does lead into some of the elements um one of the things i did like about the plot too is that it had already started before the episode started because at first when amelia had like her injury i was like okay maybe something else is going on and then like once we reveal that that injury was caused by that and they'd already forgotten at that point it did a really good job i think of kind of setting up the episode because it was already established at the start of the episode but then we find out it was unreliable so yeah it's a it, it, they they crafted this one very well. They did. Um, I also really enjoy the Zato plot of going to Rafcom or where mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, I think they did that really well. I think the visuals of it of the Megazord yes. popping into space and then yeah. starting to do the echolocation of trying to find mm-hmm. anything that's out there, mm-hmm. really well done. Um, For sure. Again, I, I I know a lot of there was a lot of criticism of the Megazord cockpit when it was originally revealed. But I do yeah. love that cockpit. I think it's really well done. Um, I also like the cosmic Fury Megazord. I think it yeah. looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so just that a whole plot, and then how that resolves, where we he finds another message box, and then we find out that it's related to the one that they had in mm-hmm. season one. And there's like a nice flashback, yeah. and the Rangers themselves are able to piece together that you should play both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really nice and it. And it it's a good mystery because they don't have all the pieces and it's something that we know they have to try to figure out going forward. And like you mm-hmm. said, you know, 
with Area 62, wanting to know more about it. With this message now from Rafcom, there's just all these like building mysteries, and it's not just one thing we're focusing on. There's like two or three plot threads out yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I think it definitely. This episode does a really good job of like subverting expectations while also kind of mm-hmm. showing some really good moments. Like character-wise, there's a few fun character moments in there, um, especially with Ollie and Amelia at the beginning when she was like, "Oh, can I play?" Uh, I think it was Backstreet <gasps> Goblin, Backstreet Brawler. Yeah, Backstreet Brawler Four, yep. Goblin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember what it's mm-hmm. <laughs> something that was referenced recently. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, uh-huh. um, yeah. <laughs> so. But there's lots of fun things like that. I think that like it, it definitely like flushes out the team and the cast. And like I just I and I, I tweeted this this morning because I read one of the interviews that was done with Simon um, about the show in season two and the first twelve episodes of it. Like I just this is I think Power Rangers in the modern day realized. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. think it does so many things so well, and there are moments that yeah, it does kind of detract a little bit like i know for me there was one thing i noticed i don't know if you thought about this but like whenever at the beginning amelia's like yeah my shoulder's hurting maybe it's magic and so they use the light dino key to establish that they can repel magic part of me is like but shouldn't that have like at least helped her memories the thing okay but here's the caveat to that yeah he shot her in the shoulder right did not like hit her which in theory he would need to hit her head to restore yeah yeah which is fair that that that's the logic i can go around it does it totally work with the footage that we see no not much but that's the logic i I can see how you get around that yeah so that that's my only thing but otherwise like i just i really do have to continue to give praise to the writing team because i really was thinking about it earlier and i was like thinking about um how far the show has had to climb upward since the Mm -hmm. days of samurai and the saban initiative and you know, I, I think one thing that Power Rangers has, and I I really do think that even even up to Beast Morphers, to be honest, like, and Beast Morphers was a fine season. It was it was good. It was enjoyable. Like, Power Rangers has this untapped potential sometimes. And yeah. I think Dino Fury, along with the comic books, and even initiatives like the role-playing game, helped to kind of pave this path to show, like, this is what the franchise could be. Yeah. And I just have to show my appreciation to Simon, to the writers, to the cast, the crew, and even to Hasbro for taking and seeing what Power Rangers can be and going from there. I know when Hasbro first got bought, everybody was kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. And there's been a lot of apprehension about that. But I think now that we are about three years into them, almost four years, actually, of them owning Mm -hmm. the brand, like the growth and the change that we've been seeing, I think, excites me the most. And while... We don't know what's going to happen after Dino Fury. I am grateful that we, if we end it on Dino Fury, like the style of show we've had so far, I'm grateful for that. And yeah. I'm really hopeful and excited to see what comes down the road. For sure. So. Um, I do, before we like, I, mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said. I, I praise for everyone. I do yeah. specifically with this episode want to highlight the um, fight choreography team, all yes. of the fight direction. Mm-hmm. Um there is a lot in this episode of mixing between Sentai footage and American footage. Yeah. Um, and it's all done flawlessly. Um, I do really want to highlight a lot of moments. I thought um, there's one that I really like. There's a shot early in the episode when uh, Izzy and Javi are fighting the monsters. And there's a mm-hmm. shot of the Green Ranger stunt actor. 
they do a flip into frame over like a parking lot like mm-hmm. divide and it's a really cool fluid motion yeah um, and there's also a lot in this episode of like uh multiple fights happening at the same time and they like pan across them all of that looks amazing when it's done and i just really want to give the fight choreography team mm-hmm. a, a lot of praise because i think they're crushing it this season yeah um doing interesting movements in fights finding new ways to kind of get into fights or have characters move and mm-hmm. and kind of use their styles it's, yeah. it's all well expertly done i just really want to give that um and i also want to call out a line <laughs> that tickled me yeah uh whenever towards the end of the episode um the uh the rangers are put under the spell again it seems like they're gonna get you know their brains messed with uh and zato mm-hmm. comes in with the dino fury cycle mm-hmm. and he attacks slyther and slyther's like oh no the bike then he gets it hit and he's like oh no the amulet and then he gets hit one more time and he's like oh no my dignity yeah yeah little things like that like <laughs> Like, really silly, but also fun ways of humor. Yeah. Like, it, it's a good time. I did enjoy that. Um, yeah. I also forgot, like, the use of the Sentai footage with Void Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, like, oh. it it's always cracks me up because the there's a disconnect between Void Knight and his counterpart sometimes because Void Knight is shown to be merciless to his minions and like to the rangers and like he's a powerful warrior but this is one of the first times partly thanks to the footage from Ryu soldier but seeing him just wreck everything like yes. was a lot of fun i think it definitely speaks to that's one of my only thing like but we'll talk a little more about that in a future episode like it, yeah it was definitely one of those moments like kind of what i was alluding to earlier um where he's like in a desperation mode and seeing him like go all out and like just wreck their shit was really entertaining like that and it speaks to the footage and quality of the sentai but also like how the american footage like interprets that and shows it so yeah it, it's using that because obviously the guy sword character in uh your soldier is kind of emotionless for the most part yeah, he's just a threat that shows yeah he shows up every now and then beats the rangers vanishes to take that footage and then be like okay we're gonna put a new context on it is brilliant by the writers and um, by the production team to, yeah. to realize how to use that. Um, but I also, it does a great thing in the show of, mm-hmm. we don't often have the main villain come down and just whoop the Rangers. Right. They're often, that's left till the last episode of a season yeah. or the series finale. Mm-hmm. But to have him come down and be like, no, we're fighting now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shows, like you said, it's, it shows a level of desperation. It also heightens the, the, uh, emotion of that scene and the tension of that scene because mm-hmm. it's no longer just fighting a monster no you're fighting the big bad mm-hmm. uh and I, I i agree also when i was watching i was like oh yeah i really i love this scene mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah d- definitely agree uh so again just like i think you know we've given praise for both like the first two episodes like i i remember watching these first three episodes like in the morning of when this dropped and i was like oh we're in for a treat <laughs> uh, just you... based off these with these three episodes yeah yeah no i think i think this definitely makes an interesting arc and i think what i really enjoyed too um was the fact that they kind of highlighted that there's not many sporks left yes and that of course leads into some plots later in the season that we'll talk about in future episodes but like i i remember when i saw that and they were like oh there's not many sporks left i was like oh yeah and i think that also kind of feeds into void knight's desperation because he knows that if he doesn't get these ones out in the wild, he doesn't have enough power for the machine. 
So yeah. I think that's what I like is that they took that moment and it could have just been Void Knight comes to fight the Rangers for no reason because he's mad. But like when you add that emotional layer underneath it, it, it makes it, it, it makes Void Knight a fascinating villain for me. And that's all I'll say about that for right now because we can talk more about that at a later episode. Exactly. And, and, and I think so often, I think that's also an interesting change to like to mess with that structure because mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the established like this is how the monsters come into play. I think it it gives it a, like you said, a good narrative direction. It gives that character motivation. And and it's something that I don't think previous seasons would have thought to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we've introduced this gimmick on how to get monsters. Well, what if we use that as a as a, a way to change the like structure of the show Mm -hmm. or how how things are introduced? And really, again, props to the writing team for looking at that and seeing that opportunity, because that's, again, a really nice kind of narrative push it changes motivations mm-hmm. it's it's again just <sighs> praise to the entire production team on yes. this season for doing the work exactly and, and i think it, it it's paying off and it can be seen what they're trying to do and what they're trying to achieve yeah it really does and i am i am so happy that i get to see that yeah same you know so. we, we've mentioned before there have been dark times of this franchise mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it feels like it's not like, oh, this is what we got, we have. And it's, it's so nice to have something yeah. to talk about and be excited about. And, you know, uh, both of us can rant and rave about it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm grateful for. And it, like I said, we'll see what happens in the future. It could be that we maybe take a break from this type of Power Ranger series and we see some new things and experiments. Um, yeah. But I got to be honest, if, and it, Simon has a lot to do with it, but I think, one of the things that I would love to see is for us to continue on without all of the Saban restrictions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I eventually want us to get to and see like, because I do think there's some good Sentai seasons that can be adapted and I just, we'll see. We'll see. So I have yep. a lot of hope for the future and, and it's great. Yep. To reference a, uh, a episode of a other Power Ranger series that we may have watched recently <laughs> Just because it's different doesn't make it bad. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm excited to see. I honestly, if you, if Simon ever wants to come back and do another series of Power Rangers, I would let him and his team do it. Um, just because I think they really knocked it out of the park here. And I'd be curious to see what they could do with other series. Um, and, you know, he's not been shy about giving his opinion on things. So, <laughs> yeah. But... With that said, that'll kind of wrap up our episode for today. Uh, if you want to reach out to the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at MadeThePowerPod. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can email us at MadeThePowerPod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to send us, you know, comments, criticism, ideas, topics you'd like us to discuss. Or if you're interested in coming on as a guest host, we're always happy and interested to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh if you want to reach out to me or us directly, you can find me on most social media at Thespis Punk. And where can they find you, Kevin? You can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. Uh, and also, you may hear your two favorite co-hosts on another podcast soon, which will have a few details for when that drops. But <laughs> just a little tease, a, mm-hmm. a light tease. <laughs> mm-hmm. But before we head out, just want to say thank you guys again for listening to us. Uh, yeah we're happy that you're here to come and hear us gab Mm -hmm. Uh, this is episode 75 which is insane (laughs) yeah yeah it is Uh, 
we're technically on the road to 100 ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are. Uh, so we'll get kind of, you know, we keep having these episodes come out. We'll keep coming back. We've got more stuff to discuss. We've got more episodes of Dino Fury. Uh, we've now even got a mini series idea to talk about now where we can watch RPM. So mm-hmm. lots of good things coming your way, guys. And we'll be happy to get this all together. And thank you for listening. Guys. Yes. Thank you, of course. And you know what? I really do appreciate our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, here's to more. Here's to a lot more fun. Exactly. Uh, but with that said, as always, may the power protect you.